Thank you for tuning in to today's life message from Cornerstone Church. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging message. If you would like more information about the church, stay tuned after this podcast. Attitude, trust. God wants to see us grow in our victory, in our vision, in what he's called us to. You know, vision, there's more than one type of vision. I've got vision on, I need a little help with my vision, so I got some glasses. We're going to try to give you all some glasses this morning. And, and so there's a natural vision and there's spiritual vision. And, and we want to grow, we want to grow in our, in our vision. And I want to tell you this, this is what I think in Proverbs chapter 29, it says, it says this, it says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is, happy is he who keeps the law or keeps in, keeps the vision before us. Because where there's no vision, there's just unrest. Do you see unrest in our country, all across our country, in every major city? There is unrest, there is turmoil, there are problems. Because they don't have a vision of what God wants to do. They don't have a vision of why God raised up America. But here's, here's what I think about, about vision. Vision comes in relationships. Now, you can have a Christ-centered relationship or you cannot. There are some things we choose to do. We choose. We choose. We can have a Christ-centered relationship. We can have relationships with people that are Christ-centered or we cannot. Our family can have a Christ-centered relationship in our family or it cannot. Sometimes it has, sometimes it has both. How about our home, our church? There are churches all over America today that I would say have a struggle with being Christ-centered. People ask me about our school sometimes. What makes our school different than a lot of other schools? And I'll tell you what makes it different. It's a Christ-centered school. And there are, there are things that we are doing that we believe that Christ wants us to do. Turn in your Bibles this morning, and I'd like to start in Psalms chapter 1. It says this, How blessed... In the King James Bible, it says, blessed is he. But how blessed really means how happy. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And we have, that is kind of, I've underlined, how blessed is the man who walks not. I said, under the circle, does not walk. I circle the word that says does not stand and I circle the word that does not set because it's a progression and so and so we have we have this in verse 2 it says but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate day and night now I want to tell you what a delight is a delight is the first time I saw my wife that's a delight that's a delight to me, it was. See, all, everybody's delight is a little different. Um, and so, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
and in his law does he meditate day and night. Meditates on the scripture and the word of God and, and the Lord is just with us. He is just with us. And this is what he does. He will be like a tree firmly planted by a stream of water. Now I know a little bit about trees. I know I know a little bit about fruit trees. I know a little bit about Christmas trees. I know a little bit about ornamental trees. I know a little bit. I used to work in them. I, one time I took care of about 250,000 Christmas trees. And I worked in an apple orchard in my younger days. And and I know that I know that when an apple tree has enough water, it produces bigger apples, sweeter apples. I know that when an apple tree is starved of water, the apples aren't so good. Now, I don't know anything about peaches. Is that true about peaches? I don't know. But I know some years the peaches are smaller, and I know some years the peaches are bigger. Because this, this, having the amount of water you need makes a lot of difference it, it certainly does and here it says he'll, it's not talking about a tree it's talking about a person he will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water which yielded its fruit in season and its leaves does not wither and whatsoever he doeth prospers but this is what God says, the wicked are not so. The wicked are not so. God has promised you a different path, a different outcome, a different set of circumstances, a different everything if you follow him, if you walk with him. Yeah, if you walk with him, he'll give you a different set. He'll give you a different set of outcomes. I certainly can say in my family, personally, my brothers and sisters, the ones that decide, the ones that follow the Lord, have a different outcome than the ones who chose not to. The Bible says, "Choose this day who you will serve." For me and my household, we will serve the what Lord. Yeah, because because you want your path to be different, you want your path to be happy, you want your path to be full, you want to see the supernatural. Things of God flow in your life. Follow the Lord. Follow the Lord. Because in the first verse it says, How blessed or how happy is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. How blessed and happy. It, it, makes a, it absolutely makes a difference. And in verse, um, verse 4 it says, The wicked are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Do you know... We all know this, but all of us walk in life and we come to a place where life ends. We come to a place where things stop here. But do you know what? They don't stop. When it stops here, it doesn't stop over there. When it stops here, it doesn't stop over there because it's just a transferring point. And I want to this because it says this. Therefore, verse 5 says, Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. But the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked perish. So that takes it from here and now to 
Well, sweet by and by. That takes it from here because the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Mm -hmm. the, way of the, the way of the ungodly to perish, but the way of the righteous, the Lord knows. He knows, he knows that. For in, in James chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says this. There we go. If, however, you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are not convinced by the law as it, you're convinced by law as a trespasser. There's a royal law, and it's to love your neighbor. Jesus said, on these two things hinged all the commandments, that thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so, and so in that process, that is what the Lord is stirring up. If we'll, if we'll love people, I talked to a pastor that's got a very thriving church, and he said, and he said, this is all you need to do. Be a church of prayer. Deliver the word. Have worship. Deliver the word. Teach people God's word. And this thing is a living organism, and it'll grow every time. It'll grow. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, Watch over your heart with all diligence. I have... I have now, this is just me. But sometimes when I get a little frustrated with things, a little aggravated with things, how many ever been frustrated and aggravated by things? Of course, everybody has. I lay my hands on my heart and on my mind, on my head. Now, I'm not touching my heart. I'm laying my hands on my chest. I'm not touching my mind, my hands on my head. But I lay my hands on my heart and my head, and I just pray. And I say out of the... Out of the heart, watch over your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows springs of life. And I don't want it muddied up. When I was gone last weekend, I was in St. Louis, Missouri, and my sister Thelma said, would you like to go and see where your dad grew up? It's about two and a half, three hours from here. I said, yeah, I would. I said, yeah, I think I would like to go see where my dad grew up. So we got in the car, and we drove all that distance, and we came to where my dad grew up, and there was something called the Big Spring. Anybody ever seen the Big Spring? 330,000 gallons of water per minute come up out of the ground. The whole, I mean, it's like... And, and I have pictures, but I, I didn't, don't have them up there. The whole spring, just, it just bubbled up all this water. And it's been doing that for I don't know how long. But my dad saw it, and I saw it. And, um, and out of that, I thought about the springs of water that come out of our heart, how we're just like that, how it just flows. Have you ever been around people? Yes, you have. Been around people that are happy, and the Spirit of God just flows out and you're around other people that 
you say, I don't even want to hear another word you say. Right? You've been around that. Well, I'm telling you, the Lord wants us to watch our, our heart because out of it flows the issues of life. And guard it. Stand on your heart and guard your heart. Guard it. Don't allow, don't allow things to be put in. Because listen to this in Proverbs 18, 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it eat the fruit thereof. You can have the fruit of one or you can have the fruit of the other. But speak life. Speak the goodness of God and guard your heart. For in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, it says, For the, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You know life in Christ Jesus is where it's at. I had a, I'm going to refer to one of the, I forget the lady's name, but she's an RVer and she was up here working and she said, you know what you do in your church, Pastor, that other churches don't do? And I'm thinking, what's that? She said, you teach life. The church, that means mark you and everybody who teaches and preaches the word of God. This is a life-centered place because Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus is a life giver. And it changes things. It makes things different. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. How many want eternal life? I do. Eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because it makes a difference. Now, I'm on, t I'm on internet, and I'm going to say this, and I want it on internet. And I, I, um, I don't think for one minute... I think, I think life is, is the, the Lord looks at life and life is precious. And we have, I've already voted, and we have a God who cares about life and people. And I can't see, I personally cannot see voting for a party that promotes death. I listened to a Catholic preacher on internet preach and he had no bars about it, the sanctity of life. And that he said that was one of the five cardinal things of the Catholic Church, but I'm going to tell you it's one of the things in the Bible. God knew us before we were formed. Mm-hmm. And I, I know, I want to say this to our local congregation, but I also want to say it to anybody that watches, any 50 people, 100 people who watch this, we need to vote according to the life-giving principles. We need to vote according to the Bible. The Catholic church, he's, Catholic preacher, he said, we need to vote according to the church. I'm telling you, we need to vote according to the scripture. And we need to be like-minded about it. It is. We need, we need... To vote biblical principles, not party. We need to vote Amen. biblical principles. We need to be people of God who stand up. And now's the time we need to stand up. I look right at the end. We need to stand up now. We need to be counted now. 
in Romans 5, 8, it says this. God has demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is what God cares about. Christ died for us. In the midst of our, in the midst of our sinning, he died for us. And if he died for me, he died for those who are dying. He died for those who are living. I'm going to decree something. Put up Ephesians 3.20. Now in him who is able to do far more and abundant and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. I decree that. Why don't you close your eyes for a moment and raise your hands. And let's decree that. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly above all that we think or ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to rise up. We're going to rise up. We're going to rise up because God is on the throne. He is helping us. He is walking with us. He's directing our path. He's talking with us. Though I go to the garden, he is there. Though I go out into the woods, he is there. Hallelujah. You know, I got called to the gospel in the woods. I got called by the Lord Jesus Christ to preach the gospel some 50 years ago in the woods. <laughs> He'll talk to us in the st and walk with us in the sweet by and by. He is so good to us. Merciful, great Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, raise your hands. Raise your hands to the Lord and receive from him. Take in all that he has for you right now because he wants to walk with you. He wants to be with you. He wants to be your deliverer under every circumstance. Oh, hallelujah. Bless you, Lord Jesus. We bless you, Father God. We thank you, King of kings and Lord of lords. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. We lift you up. We worship you. We bless your holy name. Oh, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, bless the Lord. The Lord is so good, isn't he? Good, good, good. Thank you for listening to this week's encouraging podcast. You can find out more information about the church on our Facebook page at Cornerstone of Victory Church, Statesville. Remember, life begins at the cross.